Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Orange County, California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I'm the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and I'm coming to you from Harlem, where it's sort of muggy here, but it's supposed to rain in the middle of the day, which I'm mm. hoping that it does. Mm. And I'm Seth Rodney. I'm a senior editor at the Hyperallergic Blog and recent author of The Personalization of the Museum Visit, which was published at the end of May by Routledge Press. And I'm coming to you from the South Bronx. And this is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, we're continuing our conversation about climate change. Um, and to remind our listeners, we try to come at this. So none of us here are scientists. You know, we have our expertises uh, in a variety of forms. But we are just trying to come at the issue from a variety of angles, some of which may not often get talked about, uh, although it's hard to imagine given how saturated the culture is in climate change rhetoric that it that we are covering any ground that isn't talked about, but, mm. but such as it is. Today's topic is pop culture, and we thought we'd, uh, you know, kind of weigh into representations of climate change. What, what does it mean uh, in pop culture? How is it used in pop culture? You know, I, I come at things, I tend to think of culture in, in Bordeauxian terms uh, often, and how are we segmenting ourselves based on our our cultural affinities. Um, so, mm. Seth, Stephen, well, what do you guys have to say? What do you think? <laughs> mm. Mm. Seth? Well, one of the things that first comes to mind is how much it, I tend to think of the climate change through the lens of popular films. Mm. In fact, I was having a conversation the other day with someone about what my favorite films have been. Um, no, that's not true. No, I was having a, a, a conversation with Glenn Adamson, who's a um, kind of um, freelance curator. He, uh, he invited me to assist in curating a show that should be mounted at the Crystal Bridges Museum in Arkansas in mm. October of next year. And we were talking about uh, visions of the future. And we kind of together came to the conclusion that there's a way in which visions of the, of the future that prognostications that were made, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, um, mm -hmm. the sort of obvious ones that come to mind, the ones that have a great deal of cultural cachet or 1984 by George Orwell, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, mm -hmm. um, that those kinds of visions along with the films like 12 monkeys like snow piercer like mm -hmm. the day after tomorrow that we end up being in a kind of amalgam of all those visions in mm -hmm. in some ways right like like we there's a there are aspects of brave new world we're living through right now we're not quite living through you know what 12 monkeys looks like because 12 monkeys a virus has ravaged the earth and mm -hmm. basically to go outside you need to have a hazmat suit on we're kind of at 1984, though. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I would say 1984 for sure. Yeah, right? yeah, certainly. yeah. There's, yeah. There's, yeah there's, a, there's a way in which um, our intellectual abilities are being stymied by um, 
by the culture at large. Mm. Anyway, when I think about climate change, and I think about it as a sort of amalgam of all these visions, um, these filmic visions, I think that there's a way in which it skews excuse my thinking because it's sort of, mm. it's sort of always the worst case scenario right like mm-hmm. Sn- snowpiercer is the worst case scenario like literally the rest most of humanity is on a train and they can't get off because outside is so toxic that mm. that mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, it doesn't bear human life anymore I, so I guess what I'm saying is part of my concern my worry is that these visions are so dystopic. They're so, they've fallen off the cliff so far mm-hmm. that, that they lend themselves to being critiqued in that sort of stiff-armed, ham-fisted, mm-hmm. um, conservative way, which is, oh, mm-hmm. you guys are always yeah, yelling at the moon, saying that it's the worst thing that's ever going to be. And of course it's not. Like, the earth goes through cycles. It'll be better. We'll figure it out. La, la, la. Right. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how to feel about that. Because, of course, I think that conservative point of view is just silly. It's, it's, it, is, it, is, it is literally about saying, fuck it. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. Um, and then... And then not doing the work to figuring it out, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm. I, it, it feels. I don't know. It feels. It doesn't feel like it's quite like these films are quite hitting the right note in terms of lighting a fire under us, so that we actually under we under, actually undertake some practical uh, solutions to the fact that there's a, a a geyser full of plastic in the ocean. You know. Yeah. yeah. A, tra- a trash um, barge. <laughs> yeah. 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 A trash Barges, you know. Yeah. 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 You, you know what I'm saying? I, I do. I, do. I uh, you know, 1984, which I, along with Stephen, I think is analogous to our moment, I think is a good reminder of a couple of things. One, the novel is ostensibly written from the point of view of a history after this doublespeak era has mm-hmm. passed. Mm. Uh, and so ultimately, the, you know, the final message in 1984 isn't the all-encompassing, intractable nature of the state. It is a description of a point, of a point in time, and, you know, some future point in time and some, some future state. Uh, it, it, we pass through moments like this. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't the first time that, uh, civilization, Western civilization, even more narrowly, uh, American civilization, you couldn't get more double speaky than, you know, the slaveholding states in no, no. the early that's, 19th that's the century. I mean, that, that, that that's literally, that, yes. that's, li- you know, states' rights. I mean, that's double speak, right? right. It's, yeah. it's not about <laughs> states' rights. And not so, about race, it's about states' rights, right? Right. Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. not new. We, we've, it's, it's part of, it's part of the baggage that sometimes overwhelms states, uh, large scale, large scale cultures with vested power interests that are trying to hold on to their power that are, that are built on, you know, a kind of injustice. So, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly that's what's happening right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there mm-hmm. are, there are entrenched interests that, uh, energy interests, uh, you know, industrial interests that are focused on, uh, maintaining the status quo mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. It, I, 
I don't find any of those visions or notions plausible because I, they all, they're all simplifications, hyperboles to make a valid point about our moment in time, mm-hmm. not some arrow of the future, mm-hmm. but about the forces that are always threatening to choke a complex society mm-hmm. like ours. Mm-hmm. And so I, I agree with, I think I, I think I agree with your recognition of their limitations. I think I probably am not as concerned about that aspect of things. There are things that I am definitely concerned about, but I I don't find pop culture to be a very instructive guide about anything. Please say nothing but anything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Other than just how a bunch of people are, whatever the mode or fashion is at that moment, mm. uh, which probably is not very wise. So, Stephen, you're about, you look like you're in season. No, I just mm. love the fact that you said anything. I was like, a pop mm. culture, <laughs> I think it's just reference points, right? Mm. If yeah. anything, if anything, the reference points, to go back to the film, the film um, analysis or the film um, lens, I think a lot about the um, dystopian societies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how much people love those films and how much they just don't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. They don't appeal to me. So I was walking it back and thinking about popular culture, thinking about Blade Runner um, and, and Los Angeles with the acid rain and the plumes mm-hmm. of fire mm-hmm. in the air. And I was like, this seems terrible, right? And so I was wondering <laughs> if the films and the and the books, the literature and some of these other things are in some way speaking to or encouraging or are representative in some way an absolution. The future is going to be what it is. This is how it is. And so it absolves you from really kind of thinking about climate change as a threat, mm-hmm. but as an inev- inevitability, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. am I going to stop drinking Coke? No, I'm not going to stop drinking Coke. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm going to have it poured into my hands. I'm going to need some sort of container. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so you get the container and you can recycle. I mean, New York finds you if you don't recycle, but most of the places I travel to don't have that kind of recycling, mm-hmm. you know, Exactly. Law, right? So mm. it feels like part Orange our- County doesn't. I mean, I'm in really? a major, I'm in a fairly major metropolitan area. Wow. And I mean, now our local municipality does have recycling containers, mm-hmm. but m- many businesses around us do not, like, mm-hmm. there is no apparatus to recycle. And that's wow. where most consumption happens, right? Wow. Right. Businesses, not just in the home. Wow. Um, so yeah, New York is very progressive in that way. And, and there, I would, I guess most of the country is not not just i mean I not so just too. my area i think I, probably most of the but i would is not. But, but let's expand that out i think most of the world is not right yeah, yeah I mean, for sure absolutely I mean, right. I, I, I i would imagine that in major european cities in fact i know having been in london having lived there mm-hmm. that there are robust recycling efforts um okay. that, that that actually go beyond um at least in terms of scope go beyond what new york has Japan nice. and Korea too, like off the charts. You select you you uh, uh, divvy things up into like fourteen or fifteen different wow. types of recycling. Precisely, precisely. Yeah. And I don't think that we come close in New York. And, and in fact, compared mm-hmm. to that template, we don't even come close to that in London. I, I like what you both said about not taking any cues, not taking many cues from popular culture, mm-hmm. because it doesn't really tell you anything about how to think in sophisticated ways about rather mm. sophisticated problems. 
But at the same time, isn't it a kind of it's isn't isn't that those kinds of exaggerated dystopian stories isn't that aren't those key to the ways that we generally think? I mean, if your your point, Stephen, mm-hmm. of those films really being about a kind of mm-hmm. uh, absolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that have exactly something to do with the fact that most places in the U.S. don't recycle? <laughs> like, isn't that connected? It, it, I, th- I definitely think it's connected. Mm-hmm. It, I just feel as if, and, and it feels like through reading and through watching television and watching people sort of talk about climate change, that so uh, we talked about this before in past um past uh, podcast about Christianity, some aspects of it is very um, apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be just fine in the future. <laughs> well, know, no, so, or, or, or so, we won't, so, right? We uh, depending on where you, where, where you fall in that divide, right? Right, and mm-hmm. where the future is, right? Mm-hmm, so if the future mm-hmm. is heaven, then here right now, we're not even supposed to be, you know, that attached to it. Right. And so That's the so, eschatological vision. Right. And yeah. it feels like, like I said, they're touch points and they're reference mm. points. Mm. But but the, the culture's never here to, popular culture's not here to ever inform anybody about anything other than maybe mm. you should lose 15 pounds because you look mm. fat and ugly and you're getting older. <laughs> and don't, you know, go have a baby and go to the gym. That kind right. of thing, you know. So right. Right. those right. Are, pop culture <laughs> largely is concerned with those things. Mm. Um, well, well, um, so I just want to put a final point on that. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that pop culture is essentially concerned with making sure that we consume and 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 end up looking much like each other like basically it's a kind of social conformity uh, i think so yeah okay right. okay yeah yeah i mean i think it's i think it's useful as a data set i think uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh you know i, I think I, I'd, I'd like to sort of shift. I mean, still talking about pop culture, but I, I would like to. I had made a passing comment at the beginning where I do think pop culture can be quite useful, mm-hmm. and that is it, we we use it to parse ourselves in relation to other strangers. And so, you know, one of the things that uh, I'll, I'll bring up a specific instance of AOC. So, Acosta mm-hmm. Cortez. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a month, two months ago, three months ago, whatever it is, I'm bad at, at dates like that. Um, mm-hmm. She there was a story blasted a couple of days uh, her using um, big SUVs to travel around New York mm-hmm. uh, when she's you know very much pro, pro climate change right. and of course people that that share our politics jump to the defense of like well what a like ridiculous oversimplification that is and just because she's using this transportation you know she has to live in this society doesn't mean um that she's not championing or in favor of transforming the society Mm -hmm. Uh, we would not extend the same sympathies to the same kind of uses to other people's uh, choices around climate change, right? That's we, a very we, good point. Mm-hmm. We would absolutely indict, if you were a vegetarian, you would absolutely indict someone's consumption of meat. If we were just talking about recycling, like we would absolutely use this as a shorthand if we saw someone dressed in a, you know, sort of traditional. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, thank you. That, that's what I was reaching for. Mm-hmm. And jumping a big pile of fast food trash 
you know, on uh, we we would immediately yeah. jump to that as a shorthand for their you know environmental ignorance, their and failings, so, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so that's how we use climate change in pop culture. That's how we use it amongst ourselves. It's it's all about signaling our position vis a vis our political uh, leanings, which. Unfortunately for most of us, even though I believe in in forging as large coalitions as possible, are not well thought through, even for people who would share our <clears throat> politics. I think that's a very good I, yeah. I, and, and I would tend to agree with that, but I wanna I wanna nudge you on two things, Travis. One is mm-hmm. and this is more I'm just gonna clarify this for our listeners, because mm-hmm. you said this and and I and I and I think you meant something slightly more nuanced. You said AOC, who's pro climate change, folks listening. <laughs> Thank you. Travis did not mean that she's pro climate change. I think what 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 you were getting at is that she's pro recognition of the crisis that is climate change. She's doing pro- something to it. Thank you for the correction. Right. Yes. Yeah, like doing it. something like about it. Yeah. The Green New Deal, etc. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. And the, and the other thing is um, that you're saying that I wanted to. Um, to slightly nudge in a different direction was uh, I'm now I'm now I'm losing it. It's something that you just said about the politics. Of, right. So you're saying, oh, this is yeah, this is slightly problematic for me because what mm, you're okay. eventually essentially saying is that a lot of what we're doing when we talk about climate change in the way using the methods of popular culture. Right, mm-hmm. using those kinds of shorthands like films like Snowpiercer, you're saying that we're essentially virtue signaling. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I, that is that is what I'm saying. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that is. I'm not saying that's the extent. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that is necessary and sufficient to describe all of the rhetoric around mm-hmm. it. Right. But but that is how it is being used and deployed in most. On social media, in yeah. in most social contexts, right. um, mm-hmm. even though I am, you know, again, I, know I I tried to stop doing this in the podcast. I always feel like, oh, I got to let people know, like, really not crazy, like secretly conservative white male, like you know, it's, it's, it's really. I always, <laughs> don't, I, don't I, let I, the white gays get you down. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, exactly, right, right, right. exactly. So I always, I always do feel a reflex to that, um, and it, it, to, to 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 clarify that, but but. But I do think that, yes, that even, you know, I'm all for, I want to save as many trees as I love trees. You know, Mm -hmm. I love, Mm -hmm. I love ecological diversity. You know, Mm -hmm. I love clean water and clean Mm -hmm. air Mm -hmm. and, you know, festoon the whole country with uh, windmills Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm I'm, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's very it's it's thought of in the circles that in the in the political circles that I would typically align myself with. It's really not thought through very clearly. What's and, not what what is what is it? People's people. Thank you. People's positions on on the climate on mm-hmm. climate change and what should be done about it. What can be done about it? Right. And I do think it lends itself to what you were fingering earlier, Seth, which is a kind of fatalism, right? Mm-hmm. And there is mm-hmm. yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's capitalism, 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 capitalism. You know, capital, capital, capital. Well, capitalism is not going away anytime soon. Precisely. It's it, now who knows? In some you know five hundred years, a hundred years, things can change in generations very quickly. Right. But this generation mm-hmm. is not casting off the yoke of the capitalist system. No. Right? It's not happening. It's yeah. not happening. So, no. so we need to use capitalism 
to help save the the damn planet. Like right. th- that's that's what we that's our tool. So that's what we need to use to do what we need to do. And more imaginative it, use of capitalism as well. Obviously, I agree. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. Yes. I agree. But and and the problem the problem with fi- films like Snowpiercer and Twelve Monkeys, and guys, have either of you seen An Inconvenient Truth yet? Never. I haven't. Damn I it. think I've, I think I've I, so okay. Just think. I think I've basically seen the whole thing in pieces. So okay. I've watched it for writing various papers or doing presentations, and I think I've seen. I've never watched, sat down and watched the whole thing, but I've watched you know ten minutes here, fifteen mm-hmm. minutes there. That kind okay. of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, maybe we should just do that as homework then, because I feel like we okay. kind of okay. Like, yeah. I, I think that we kind of need to to because that's one of the we kind of need it's to do that because yeah, it's one of the touchstone uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. accounts. Of what mm-hmm. we're facing in terms of facing uh, this climate crisis, and, it, uh, and interestingly enough, I just looked this up. It was done in 2006. That's more than yeah. a decade ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think one of the problems with these films is that the ways that they imagine, essentially, out of the capitalist, devil take the hindmost kind of system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is by utter destruction, right? Yeah. Like that, that's the only way mm-hmm. that we can yeah. imagine ourselves in some other kind of no econ- economic, mm-hmm. right? Economic and social paradigm is for this shit to like go to hell. I just mm-hmm. that's 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 problematic. It's it's, it's so I really hate, I, I just want to go back to a couple things that mm-hmm. were said earlier very briefly because mm-hmm. you made a really mm-hmm. lovely point. I was about to say something about that, and it's this idea what Travis is saying about this. It's not a streamlined, but it's a very sort of, I would call it lazy way of going, well, you do, you drive SUVs. You can't mm-hmm, be for mm-hmm. climate change, right? Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. me, it's an, it's a, it invalidates your politics. It's a, an attempt to invalidate your politics right. and mm-hmm. you. And it's effectively shuts down a conversation about mm-hmm. how we are really into this web. You know, that we're all, mm-hmm. we have these different roots here and there and so forth, but it's a way not to talk about it. And I think that, that, that's all, a lack of imagination about what's possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And because politicians have to say, oh, no, I don't do that because blah, 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 and defend themselves, it, it re- further reduces the conversation at times. Absolutely. Not always. Yeah. Sometimes I see people yeah. come back and they go, yeah, do that. And I'm, I'm also for this. <laughs> right. And right, I love seeing right. that because then you hear... Both you see Right, mm-hmm. and you see yeah. a, a human peeking out behind the the whatever mm-hmm. you know the the facade or what have you, and I love that. So, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. that's all I want to say about that. But one more thing is that climate change <laughs> and dystopian society, uh, and then the resulting dystopian societies are caused by evil men and corporations and or ETs. That seems to be the fear based <laughs> <laughs> sensibility of these movies for me, and I I, I, yeah. I, I can't tolerate them. I. I I think about them in terms of what can I get out of this, but everyone's mm-hmm. just so scared, and there's usually a romance involved, and mm-hmm. there's usually a, um, a white American mm-hmm. hero, male saving uh, people. It's mm-hmm. just like it's the same kind of thing going on, but the mm-hmm. the background is climate, um, flooding, or mm-hmm. earthquakes, or mm-hmm. tornadoes, right. Right. and I just yeah. go, "There's no that's story true. here. There's not a story here." So, mm-hmm. or at least for me, but but that's or what at least like. or at least it's the most cliched story. That you you can encounter so that it doesn't feel like a story anymore. It feels like a brand, right? Mm-hmm. And I like that word cliche mm-hmm. because of this, because it mm-hmm. points to where my, meaning might lie and where people have reference points that are familiar. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. it never rises above that, then it's then I'm frustrated, right? right. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Yeah.
Yeah, you know, the, and the other thing I, I'm realizing I want to make sure to clarify is I, I think, as Stephen just said, I think those kind of gotcha moments, or I think the fact that because uh, Ocasio-Cortez has been driven around in SUVs doesn't mean anything about anything. It doesn't, right. it has, right. it's, yes. it, it means, it means absolutely, it's, it's a yes. totally meaningless wedge mm-hmm. other than to do exactly what Stephen just described, right. which is to shut down one's own thinking mm-hmm. uh, about, about whatever the issue may so be. So why should we pay attention to you? Because you do this. My point was uh, was that that we do that too. That mm-hmm. our side yeah, uh, of the yeah. political spectrum does that too. Absolutely. We, we so we don't have to think about the complexities. Earlier in the conversation, uh, Seth, you had used the shorthand, which I do too, conservative to mm-hmm. describe mm-hmm. you know some of these anti uh, uh, these sort of do nothing positions <laughs> on climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that is. Necessarily a conservative position. I was just watching mm. uh, Real Time last night with Bill Maher, um, and why? why? Uh, so I, I have mixed <laughs> feelings about Bill Maher uh, um, and the show. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, it. I think. I think there is a legitimate good faith effort on his show to engage with issues in a way that is not canned. Agreed. E- e- even though he Agreed. falls short of that, he he falls short. Intellectually, of that. he does. He really yeah, yeah, does. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Well, he wants the joke. There, he wants to land the joke. Right. I think right. more so and that, than uh, to think. That, exactly. That is and, precisely and there, my and problem. There are issues right. on which he is better and worse. And right. Um, right. Um, but he often has conservative commentators on his show of varying qualities. Yes. Right. The one mm-hmm. he had last night, I forget the guy's name, but he's definitely been on many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very he's a Florida Republican strategist. Mm-hmm. But he's very much pro environment. He is he is his position is absolutely what would be identified as progressive as far mm-hmm. as like you know protect the endangered species protect the wetlands like mm-hmm. we need to do things to um to to jump on climate change he called out the fossil fuel industry for its obstruction on these issues so it's conservatives people who are conservative mm-hmm. are just as enthralled by their prop cultural limitations as progressives are mm-hmm. as well. There, there's lots of nuance in in the conservative block around a variety of issues, mm-hmm. but they are also hemmed in just the way we might, the way I might feel hemmed in around being a white male and how much time I have to spend sort of carefully placing myself in the conversation so as not mm. to, uh, to trip anything. So, so my question would be, and I think we're coming up on time, so we're going we to yes. we have to think about, um, about how, how we want to transition to the next week's broadcast. But my question, and I'm not sure that you, you can answer this, not as in ability can, but as, no, no, as in, in the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, or, you, or whether you have this information readily at hand. But my question to him, that Florida Republican who's deeply concerned about preservation of the wetlands is, does he then also as stridently advocate for enfranchising and uh, protecting the vote of people of color? Because... It's Particularly in the state of Florida. Which precisely. Is, yeah. Precisely. Which is because here's the, that's my problem with a lot of the conservative rhetoric around political action. 
is that they silo things off. They say, mm-hmm. yes, I'm all for the wetlands, but I'm not for this weird socialist AOC inspired <laughs> la la la. Like, no, no, and they do, and they, and, and, and when I say they, I mean, I want to be clear. The majority of conservative news outlets, ones that are recognized as conservative by everybody else and by conservatives themselves, mm-hmm. and the majority of conservative political machines, essentially the Republican Party, Mm-hmm. does exactly that. They will silo shit off and they'll say, yeah, but mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the voting rights of people of color. So, A, I don't know that it has anything to do with the voting rights. I think that's, you have to make an argument about it. I, I think... Okay, I can I, make I, an I, argument, I, but okay. I, I, think, I, think, I think I am absolutely in favor of the enfranchisement. I mean, we're talking particularly about felons in, in Florida, mm-hmm. right? I mean, oh, yeah. this is, no, 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 no. The, the, I'm talking about no, just no, protecting no, the vote. N- no, no, but this is but this is the issue in the state of Florida. This is why I thought right. you brought it up because right. in Florida, um, because of you know the, the history of incarceration in this country, uh, African American or black men and women are disproportionately represented in the prison system. So they are because of Florida law, because f- ex felons are not allowed to vote without like basically becoming a dancing bear and jumping through flaming hoops. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they're disenfranchised, and the voters in Florida overwhelmingly said, no, that's wrong. These people should be able to vote. And the Republican-controlled legislature and governor have now... Dissenters. Yeah, they've basically figured out another way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... So again, that's just... I I wanted to make sure to, like, encapsulate... I I think that's bullshit. I think compartmentalization, though, is something we do, too. Here's where I think the difference... And I do think there is a, a nuance and a difference. Okay. What progressives have done is they've broadened their rhetoric but limited their political action horizons. And okay. so it mm. is absolutely true that you across the spectrum for progressives, like, yeah, I'm all enfranchise this, protect yes. that, green mm-hmm. this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But in reality, what are their politics doing? Agreed. What 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 are their commercial transactions doing? Agreed. I think I think that Republicans in general, tend to be a little bit more politically sophisticated than yes, progressives. Yes, absolutely. And so in this, they in have, this nation, yes, absolutely. They have their mm. they have their silo issues. For evangelicals, it's abortion. Yeah. They will take they will take the biggest gunslinging, black hatted asshole in the room right. if he will uh, if he will make an effort to limit uh, abortion rights mm-hmm. in this country. Right. That's right. their that's their sacred cow. Right and. And you know what? They win elections even though there's fewer of them mm-hmm. because – and and we – honestly, well, I feel like well we should organized. be a little bit more educated on – I'm me included. Like I mm-hmm. – you know, I think we should be a little savvier and a little bit more strategic and tactical – I'm sorry, tactical about – how we engage with these issues. So I'm sorry, but Stephen, please have the last word. Very, very yeah. briefly. I just want, and I'd love to take this up in a um, future podcast. Mm-hmm. The ways in which I feel progressives aren't honest is that they sometimes believe what the uh, more the conservative shorthand conservatives actually believe about things. Mm-hmm. Progressive. I really, mm-hmm. really thought this whole idea of the um, developing the rhetoric versus actual action or more edu- educated action or more thoughtful engagement with the things you say you believe is mm-hmm. profoundly profound. Thank you for that. That was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Just thinking through us like, yeah, because I think most people believe the things that they claim they don't. Mm-hmm. And then it yeah, shows absolutely. through 
through it's a through line through their intellectual curiosity, mm-hmm. bravery, and a lot of things for me. So mm-hmm. I'd love to take that up sometime. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what are we talking about next week? Aren't we supposed to be moving towards like archives or something? Yeah. Material memory archives. Mm-hmm. We have we have our we have our resident archivist to, yes. to help us with that. I'm an so. expert. I'm a master grand poobah of the archives. The friendly neighborhood archivist. He has Stephen a black G. belt in archiving. Yes, whatever it is. You know, it's, how you want to I have to say, as soon as you said I'm a master, the 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 lyric jam on it popped into my head. <laughs> oh, I don't know that song. That's hilarious. <laughs> but so, thanks very much for the conversation, and I'll, I'll speak to you guys next week. Okay. Good. Later. Later.